Welcome to the Simply Resilient Podcast. This is episode 18, Enjoying Results Ahead of Time. This podcast is for military wives who know how to handle the challenges of deployments and frequent trainings, but want to stop feeling mentally miserable in the process. You know what to do and you're doing it, all while holding down the fort at home, but you are weary from living in survival mode and battling with your brain. My name is Jesse Ellertson, and I am a life coach and a military wife who is in the trenches of life with each of you. If you are ready to thrive, then you are in the right place. Our battle buddy moment today, a review from my podcast from Mama BDF, and she says, I can't get enough of this girl. I have had the opportunity to be coached by Jesse in a one-on-one session, and I am currently participating in her group coaching class, How to Thrive During Deployment. In each setting, Jesse has been able to help me cut through the thoughts swirling around in my mind and create one clear and useful thought to focus on and return to again and again as I navigate through my trouble areas. As a result of her coaching and care, I feel a new sense of confidence and ownership to create the life I want to live, to manage the thoughts I allow in my brain, and enjoy the feelings that follow. Her tools offered in our coaching sessions and this podcast are exactly what I need to accomplish this. Thank you, Jesse. Your work has helped me more than I can say. Wow. Thank you for that beautiful review. I really, really appreciate when you guys take the time to leave reviews either for my podcast or on my Facebook page. It means so much and it's so helpful. So like I mentioned, today we're going to be talking about enjoying the results of things ahead of time before they've happened. Uh, What this looks like for me is in our lives, we have goals. Uh, Some are specific, some are big, some are little, some are broader day-to-day desires, things we're trying to work on and improve upon. And this concept is basically choosing to believe that something is as good as done just because you've decided that it is and working on your that thing, that goal or preparing for that event ahead of time from that place of knowing that it's as good as done and what that does for you, the way it allows you to enjoy it ahead of time, to get excited about it as you plan on it and plan for it. And it makes it safe to do those things. It makes it safe to get excited, to plan on it being done and to enjoy it as you prepare rather than worrying, will this happen? I'm not sure. And being a little skeptical along the way. And I think the biggest thing that it does, while it's nice to be able to enjoy it ahead of time, it truly increases the likelihood of the thing occurring and being completed successfully by you and you creating it from that place of it's as good as done. If you're coming from a place of I'm not so sure if I can do this or how I'll do it, those kinds of thoughts create feelings of doubt and indecision that actually create an action line that is much less likely to accomplish the task rather than from thoughts of confidence that would create actions that will truly get the job done. So last week was Thanksgiving and I was with my family in Texas for a family reunion, which was the best. And I had an interesting conversation with my brother who had just listened to my 50-50 podcast episode, Everything in Life is 50-50. And he really enjoyed it. And this was kind of his take on it. And I thought, oh, that's another concept I love talking about. And I asked him to kind of write it up for me so that I could share it in this podcast episode. And it goes a little bit more along the lines of what we're talking about today. 
So his name is Ben, and he says, I developed a useful technique when I was going through therapy for severe depression a number of years ago, and I can't recall now whether my therapist recommended it or whether I came up with it on my own. Essentially, when I was going through my low points or feeling particularly stressed or overwhelmed by something, I would remind myself that at some point that time would be over and I would be done with the project that was causing me stress or I would have worked through whatever feelings were weighing me down, etc. In essence, I forced myself to recognize the inevitability of feeling better at some point in the future. Once I accepted that this future existence was inevitable, it didn't feel like fantasy or escapism to project myself into that future version of myself and get acquainted. Getting acquainted with that inevitable future version of myself also helped me to more clearly sketch out the steps I needed to take to get from my present self to that happier future. It also helped me to be kinder to my present self because I could more clearly see all the potential I had. Anyway, I've now morphed that technique into even other parts of my life. I like to travel and have big adventures with my family, and I have found that I can use this same technique to make the planning and anticipation for the trip almost as exciting as the trip itself. Once I accept that the trip is inevitable, then I can project myself into the trip and visualize myself in that situation. This allows me to appreciate where I am because I know that where I am eventually leads to the amazing trip or adventure and appreciate the planning and preparation because it more clearly ties me to that inevitable future. I love the way he describes it and I love how he took it, used the tool on himself from that place of difficulty to help resolve some of those issues and now applies it in a, in a forward-thinking way that is accomplishing great things for him and allowing him to enjoy that anticipation of exciting things even before they're happening. There's lots of ways that this concept can be applied. So one thing that makes this more effective and more enjoyable is really getting to work using your imagination again. Now, some of us don't use our imagination as much anymore now that we're adults, but this is a way that I would really encourage you to turn that imagination back on because the more vividly you can imagine yourself and get acquainted with the version of yourself where this thing is done, like Ben was saying, get acquainted with yourself in that place in time, the more vividly you can describe it to yourself and visualize it and imagine it. And with that imagination, dream big. Nothing's impossible in your imagination. So you can go anywhere, do anything, be anything in your imagination. And there's so much power to creating results mentally before you then create them physically. So basically by doing this imagination exercise where you very specifically visualize exactly what it will look like to have this goal or task or item or adventure done and planned, you are creating it first in your mind. And then it becomes so real to you and so much more achievable and doable that then you go about creating it in the real world physically with your action line. And it's just that much more doable because it already exists in your mind. It's as good as done. Another thing that Ben talked about that I love and I've mentioned in previous episodes is accessing that wisdom from your future self. And so you go to this future version of yourself because think about whatever problem you are having currently at some point, the future version of yourself has solved it. Whether that's a week from now, a year from now, 
the future version of yourself has solved it. And she has the wisdom on how to do that, how to resolve any obstacle that stands in your way from achieving this goal or creating this dream. So spend some time talking to her. She can help you see exactly what that would look like and exactly what it would take. My coach, Jody Moore, has an episode on her podcast. Her podcast is called Better Than Happy. And episode 131 is all about accessing wisdom from your future self. And she describes a method that I love to use called stop, start, and continue. And she basically goes to a version of her future self. She picks a specific amount of time. So maybe it's five years from now or even 30 years from now. And she asks that future version of herself what she should stop doing, what she should start doing, and what she should continue doing. And I love one that she mentioned that whenever she goes to her future self, the first thing her future self says to her is stop worrying. We spend so much time and mental energy worrying and our future self wants us to stop doing that. Our future self may want us to start drinking more water or getting more sleep or exercising. And there's probably lots of things that our future self would urge us to continue to do, like making our mental health a priority and spending time with our kids and our family and date night with our husbands. So that's a really powerful tool to ask your future self those three things. What should I stop doing? What should I start doing? And what should I continue doing? I highly recommend you listen to that episode and really any of Jodi's episodes. She's amazing. So I want to give you a couple of examples of what it looks like to enjoy something ahead of time before it happens. And these examples are not really so much about goals. I have some goal examples coming up later in the episode, but these are more of along the lines of anticipation. So when we are anticipating something exciting and positive, it's easy for us to get excited about it and enjoy it before it even happens. So one example that I love to give is the example of Christmas morning. We tend to celebrate Christmas all month long and some people even more than that. In our family, we love Christmas and we have a hard time not getting started with music and decorations too early in the season. But in December, we spend time having our home decorated, reading Christmas books, going caroling, watching Christmas movies, baking and sharing Christmas goodies, shopping and wrapping presents secretly for the people in our lives, doing service projects associated with Christmas, and all kinds of other fun traditions that make us feel excited for Christmas for a whole month, or like I said, even more. And really, it's all about just one day and really even kind of one morning. I know Christmas Eve and Christmas Day are are usually filled with tradition and very special, but all the buildup of the Christmas season is really just in anticipation of that 24-hour period of love and excitement and presence and celebrating Jesus Christ and his birth and family time, traditions, and all of that, that 24 hours around Christmas Eve and Christmas Day, we're building up to it all month long. And I would say even sometimes the whole Christmas season is has carries more joy and excitement than even that one day, even though that day is very special too. Another example of that anticipation and enjoying things before they happen is if you're having a loved one come home, particularly from something like a deployment or a training. So if your husband is getting ready to come home, even if the time he's been gone has been hard, there comes a point where you switch to excitement because it's close enough that you're letting yourself really enjoy that anticipation. And you 
take the week or the you know couple weeks before they get home to do a lot of preparations and you really allow yourself to think about it and get excited about it and really start to feel the joy of their return long before they actually are physically back with you. That's another really fun time to enjoy that anticipation. And so the reason that I share those examples is because we can apply that same concept of anticipation and enjoying something ahead of time to things that we're not used to applying them to. So here's where I'm going to go into a couple of examples from like working on goals and things like that. So I like to call this working on goals from love and abundance. So the one that comes immediately to mind for me are my weight loss goals, or I'm, as many of you have, you know, different health and weight loss goals yourself. And there's one way to work on those. And that's from a place of not accepting yourself and not loving yourself and just thinking as soon as I'm healthier or skinnier, I'll be happier. But the way that I like to work on my weight loss goals, which I have touched on already in previous episodes, is from this place of love and abundance. And so when I set a goal to lose a certain amount of weight or to accomplish a certain health goal, I look at myself in the future, the version of me that has completed it, the version of me that weighs the amount I want to weigh, that has the healthy habits I want to have, that eats the way I want to eat. And I talk to her and I get information from her and I make my plans based on the wisdom that she can provide me from a place of it already being done. And when I work on my goal from that place, from that love and abundance, it's really quite enjoyable. Now, goals often feel like hard work and they are, but when I do it this way, it becomes fun and easy almost. I still am doing quite a bit of work to accomplish the goal, but because it's as good as done, I am not wondering if it will happen. I'm not worried about it not happening. I just know that it will. And I make all my decisions from that place of knowing And I enjoy my healthy body. I look forward to buying new clothes that will fit my healthier, skinnier body. I look forward to the photo shoot I'm going to do next summer when I have my braces off. I don't know if I've even told you guys I have adult braces. Ah. Anyway, when I have my braces off, when I've lost some more of my weight, when I have a new wardrobe because of my new size, when it's summer and I'm tan. And I love thinking about that and not from a place of that place will be better than where I am now but from like, how fun will it be to get there? How fun will it be to do what it's going to take to be that version of myself? And I already know it's done. I don't need to be in a rush. I don't need to feel worried or anxious about it. I just can't wait to see how it goes. I can't wait to see all the fun and interesting, adventurous, exciting, disciplined things I do between now and then that takes me to that place, to that version of myself that I've already seen so clearly and so vividly, like using my imagination, like I talked about in the beginning. The more vividly I imagine that version of myself at the end of next summer where I've achieved so many of my current goals, the more they feel very real to me, very attainable. Another area that I've enjoyed the fruits of something that I haven't totally achieved yet is in my business. So my business is doing pretty well, especially for being quite brand new. My podcast is doing well, especially for being quite brand new. Uh, But I, up to this point, have not made a lot of money in my business yet. And I have some regular clients and I'm always excited about getting new clients. But I spend a lot of time thinking about where my business will be one year from now or five years from now. I spend some time thinking about, you know, where where do I want to be a month from now? But I really like to spend time using my imagination 
of who I will be as a business owner one year from now as a life coach with a practice that's been going for multiple years and how many clients I'll have and how many hours a week I'll spend working on it and how much money I will have earned at that point, how much value I will have created, how many podcast episodes I will have recorded, how many people's lives I will have helped, how many speaking events I will have attended and how many are scheduled. I take time to really imagine out all of these details of what my business will look like one year from now based on the goals that I have and the version of myself that I will be when those goals are complete. And it's so interesting to me because I'm the only one in my life who has as much belief in my abilities and in my business as I do, which is totally fine. My husband is super supportive and really believes in me. But sometimes I forget that he doesn't live inside my brain. He doesn't share my same vision. So the other day I said to him, honey, I just want to let you know that um, at some point I'm going to need to hire someone to help me with this and that, you know, a few different items I've identified that I'm doing right now. But as I grow, that will be something that I hire someone else to do. And he just looked at me and said, shouldn't we start making more money first? And I just laughed because I realized he thinks I mean like next week. And I think, oh, like in eight months, I'm going to need to hire someone or something like that. But because I spend so much time in that future version of myself, and I know it's as good as done, I don't need to see any certain numbers to say, oh, and now I can hire someone. I've already seen them in my future, in my crystal ball. (laughs) I know, again, this is sounding delusional to some of you, and that's totally fine. I love being delusional. It's such a fun place to live and then I create it and then it's no longer delusional. So I would just encourage you to indulge in a little delusion because often it can be quite productive. Anyway, I uh, really appreciate the patience my husband has for me as I throw all my big dreams on him and he's just has a lot of faith and belief in me and I really appreciate that. Another example that I thought of of applying this concept might be if you are having struggles in your marriage, which all marriages go through at some point. If you spent time deciding that there will be a point in the future where this will be resolved, and I know it for sure, and it'll feel scary to know it for sure because sometimes when we're in the thick of especially hard troubles in our marriage, we tend to wonder, you know, is this the beginning of the end? Is this, you know, am I going to get divorced? Like if you're really in some hard times in your marriage, but I just want to encourage you and to assure you that there's no downside to operating as if you know for sure that you will resolve this issue and make it through and be even stronger on the other side of it. Even if that isn't what actually occurs because you only have control over half your relationship. You can't make your husband get to that point with you even if even if that's where you want to go and you're sure you can get there. Even if it doesn't happen, you operating from a place of I know for sure that we'll get through this one and we'll be even stronger on the other side allows you to feel more content and settled in your current, you know, turmoil and struggles, which like I mentioned in the beginning, actually increases the likelihood that you guys getting through it will occur rather than being stressed and worried the whole time, which just adds to the hard and will in a way decrease the likelihood of you guys weathering it as well as possible. And so imagine that gift you can give yourself of feeling just okay, even when things are really hard, because you know you'll get through it, whether that's in marriage or other trials and challenges that we face in this life. So let's take just a minute to look at what it looks like when you're not allowing yourself to do this. So an example that I thought of was maybe if you're in the middle of a military move and you're in the new place and you're not feeling settled yet, and you haven't made friends, and you're tempted to feel pretty discouraged. And in that moment, 
you're wondering if you'll ever feel settled here and you're spending a lot of time thinking about the past and thinking about how settled you felt in your last place and how it's going to be so hard to recreate that in the new place. But if you were to take this concept and apply it and say, one year from now, I will have 12 friends and my kids will be doing well in school and my husband will be all, you know, loving his job and feeling good in it. And I will have found, you know, different productive ways to spend my time and the house will feel like ours. You know, you can just take a lot of time to see what your life will look like a year from now, which will just decrease a lot of the worry and discouragement that you might be feeling in the moment rather than spending a lot of time looking at the past. Another one might be if you've decided to start a business, especially if this is something that you've never done, you might spend again time looking in the past to say, I've never done anything like this. I don't think this is going to work. I'm worried there's a lot of risk here. I'm worried that this will not even work. And you again, go to that place of discouragement and doubt, and it's hard to take action from those places. Now, maybe starting a business isn't the thing for you, but if it is the thing for you, if it's something you have a desire to do, a way more effective way to take that action to start a business would be to, again, look a year ahead and say, a year from now, this is what my business will look like. And it will be successful because of this. And I will have created these four things and I will have a website up and running and I will, you know, and you just really get a clear image of what your business will look like a year from now or two years from now or six months from now to help you take those initial actions and to enjoy, enjoy the starting of your business. Enjoy when you're small. Enjoy those simpler moments knowing that you will create success. Uh, You might also be able to apply this in a hard parenting phase. If your child is doing something that logically you understand is a phase, but it's quite difficult and you're struggling through it and you are spending time wondering if it will ever change and getting really discouraged, a way more productive way to tackle that phase is to ponder, spend some time thinking about at some point in the future, and you can't know how long it will take, but you can just pick a time and say, I know that six months from now, we will not be dealing with this same problem. Now, your lower brain might resist that a little bit because it'll say, you can't know how long this phase will last or this trial or challenge will last, but you can just quiet it a little bit, reassure it a little bit and say like, It doesn't actually matter if it's four months from now or eight months from now or six months from now. I'm just imagining the future version of myself where this phase has passed and I've decided that it's going to take six months. And that's just a way more powerful place. Your brain wants that answer. It wants that timeline. And when you can't can't have it, when you can't know for sure, you can just be delusional and create a timeline because it will help calm down your brain. It will help reassure it and take it to that place where you know you can tackle it. And then when you're in the, the hard thing, you are able to, like Ben said, have more compassion for yourself and more be able to more clearly outline the steps you need to take to resolve whatever it is that you're going through. The last example that I want to give you of what it looks like when you don't allow yourself to do this is say you have like a dream vacation you want to go on and you're not sure if you'll ever be able to save up enough money to go on this vacation and you're wondering if you should settle for something less and you're wondering if or you're wondering why it's hard to save money you're wondering why why it's hard to make these plans and go on this trip and maybe I shouldn't be dreaming about this at all all of those things are not very fun to live through and in a way, make it less likely that you will go on this vacation. But imagine coming up with your dream vacation and it may you may even have to say, 
I know that six years from now, I will go on this vacation. If it's a really big one, that's going to cost a lot of money. Or if it's, you know, more reasonable, still a dream vacation, but a little more reasonable, you can say in March of 2020, I will go on this vacation. It will cost this much money. I will need to save this much money from now till then. And I will book this part in advance and I'll pay for this part in cash and we'll stop you know, eating out so that we can save more money and to just come from a place where you know for sure that you will create whatever needs to be created to make this vacation happen. You get to enjoy the planning, just like Ben mentioned, enjoy the planning and the anticipation of the vacation. And it's almost as fun as the vacation itself because you just know for sure it's going to happen. And all of that just comes from the thought line, from just deciding that that's a safe thing to know and a safe thing to think and a safe thing to believe. And when we practice this concept, it really helps us enjoy our present moments, which is a goal that I always have for myself. I find myself thinking into the past and into the future in a way that takes me away from the present. Now, I know I've talked about going into the future, but to go into the future to say, because I know this will happen, I can enjoy today. That's what it does for me. And anything that helps me enjoy exactly where I am today is very valuable to me. And I love applying it in my life. So your mission for this episode is to practice knowing that things in the future are as good as done. Notice when you easily are worrying about it and not sure it's done and try to just gently guide your brain to this place where you spend some time imagining and visualizing what it will look like when it's done so that you can get to that place where I know for sure that I will do this thing, that it will happen. And when you do that, you I want you to try out really enjoying that thing today, even though it hasn't happened yet from that place of knowing that it will. That's your mission for this episode. And we're going to end with a hot mess moment from one of my listeners. Her name is Stephanie, and she sent in this hot mess moment. She says, We were on a camping trip in Yosemite National Park. During one of the most stunning hikes of my life, my 20-month-old son decided he was done. We still had another mile or so left, so as we stared over incredible vistas, we had the soundtrack of a toddler screaming. Nothing would pacify him except getting down and walking, which turned into sitting, which wasn't an option since we had to get back for something. We ended the last mile with me running while carrying him in the hiking backpack as his screaming reached a fever pitch. Running with a 25-pound toddler was no joke, and the bounce from running seemed to make his screaming worse, but I was determined to get back to the car as soon as possible. We awkwardly apologized over the screaming to everyone else on the hike who were expecting a peaceful experience in nature. We finally made it to the car. The screaming stopped and he fell asleep as we pulled out of the parking lot. Thanks, kid. (laughs) Oh, I love that story. Thanks so much for sharing that with us, Stephanie. And I just want to say kids ruin everything. (laughs) And you know, I say that with a lot of love in my heart because I have so many kids and they are so awesome and at the same time ruin so many wonderful things. But it's all 50-50 because they make so many things all the better. And that's what I have for you today. Thank you so much for making time in your day to listen to this episode. If this podcast resonates with you, send an email to jessie at simplyresilient.net to schedule your free life coaching mini session and see if working with me would be a great fit for you. Remember that when we choose to intentionally manage our minds, we go from feeling mentally miserable to feeling like a mental warrior. You've got this. I'll talk to you soon. Over and out.